0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney.
0: How are you? How is your week, he says, in the way he begins every podcast.
1: Week's, uh, week's okay. It's really kind of like setting in that it's the end of summer. Oh, that
2: troubles you. You know, that that time when
1: you're like, ah, what did I do this summer? But really, the answer is I went to like seven weddings and spent a bunch of money on that. And that explains why I haven't really got much else accomplished. You feel unfulfilled by this summer? No, not unfulfilled. Like, we did, we went different places. We did a bunch of stuff. I think it was like more that I felt so busy the whole time that like every week kind of flew by, which is good. Right. But also the weekends also flew by. Uh And so now you're like, okay, now we're in September and it's turning to fall.
0: I feel like on a smaller scale that happens with every weekend. It's like Sunday evening and you're like, did I even do anything this weekend? Yeah, definitely. And then if you break it down, if you think back to Friday evening, it's like, oh, that was a while ago. This was a reasonable amount of time.
1: Lists. I usually find help with that. Like I try to make a list every weekend of like,
0: really, you make like a, like a grateful list. One of those things.
1: No, I mean like, uh, do these things and you'll feel better about how the weekend went. Oh So it's like okay sure But I did get out golfing I did fix the sink I mowed the lawn And still managed to drink that night And had a fun time with buddies or whatever Good for you Yeah You know like try to tick a couple things off
0: Are you not excited about it being fall now? Because like I, I am coming alive Like I've had a I know I've had a frustrating week <laughs> Yeah And I am a thousand times less depressed than I was two weeks ago Really?
1: Yes Just because of the heat Yeah I um I really do like the summer quite a bit, regardless of temperature. Yeah, I usually find a way to like be at peace with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with it this time around. Like it is kind of nice to get back into like you know fall temperatures, football, kind of. That's right. Oh yeah,
0: sports in general are. That's better.
1: right. Yeah. When yeah. does basketball start up? Basketball will start up kind of mid late October.
0: Interesting. LeBron James news happened today
1: really yes i didn't hear about it yet space jam 2 is confirmed oh my god has this not been confirmed like 20 times already
0: but there's another piece to it okay it's being made by ryan kugler who made black panther what <laughs> yeah. you're kidding i'm not kidding he's gonna produce it he's not directing. right okay
1: but yeah when is is there a, a slated time that 2019 it's going to be, so it's going to be filmed in 2019 or like
0: i don't know like there's there's already like been a teaser uh graphic really that went viral today and it's like a picture of of like the locker room the basketball locker room and it says l james b bunny right uh, r kugler
1: whoa P- see people were talking about this for a while and i felt like it was around for so long that it definitely was going to happen eventually yeah but it almost became like folklore
0: it was parabolic and like it's been so long, you're like, oh, that's not actually going to happen. Kind of like uh, the third Jump Street movie.
1: That's right. Or like uh, Chinese Democracy.
0: When okay. it actually
1: happens, you know, that. The, the Guns and Roses album. The Guns album? and Roses album. Like, well, what's the the mythology behind that record? I don't know. Oh, well, forever. For so long, it was like, it's like people would use it. Um, as an example of something that was never actually going to happen. Oh, okay. It's like Chinese Democracy. Like so when they
0: th- said we're going to make a record called Chinese Democracy.
1: In, yeah, they said that in, like, like 96 or something. Okay. And then it didn't come out until 2013. It was bad, right? No, I think it was, like, critically kind of accepted. But, yeah, you don't hear any singles from Chinese Democracy today.
0: And was Axel on that record? He must. Yeah, he been. was. Yeah. I th- it was,
1: like, the Get Back Together record, I think. Oh. I think... I'm pretty sure. Oh, because I don't know if that was they. D- they did that tour together recently, right? And I don't know if that was uh, after them doing Chinese Democracy. I think it was actually, I think Axel did that on his own, or Axel Rose did it on his own.
0: That first Counting Crows record in like 1994 or whatever it was, yeah. August and everything after, which is that like golden mm-hmm. bronzy album cover with all the like the scribbly on the on the front of it, yeah. Uh, it's a great record. That's where you get like Mr. Jones and Round Here. And, right. Uh, and that's kind of put them on the map. And the, the record was called August and Everything After. And it was called, uh, I, I think I think it was understood that there was like a track that coincided with that title. Yeah. People were like, why would you call your record August and Everything After? Oh, well, it's named after a song called August and Everything After. And Adam Duritz didn't play the song in concert for like 20 years. Right. Uh, and then he played it. And it lives up to the hype. It's a sensational song. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and it's just like a live track.
1: But it wasn't on the on the actual. It was album. never.
0: It's never even been produced. There's just like a pretty good recording of him doing it in a concert. Oh wow. And so he's just like at the piano and he. And he starts playing this song and people are like listening really closely because they're like, oh, I don't know this song. And then he gets to the chorus and he uses the phrase and August and everything after. And everybody in the room realizes what it is and oh, they freak out. That's it's incredible. a cool piece of audio. Wow.
1: Yeah. Did you go to the show when they were here? It was very
0: disappointing. Yeah.
1: that's what I, I think that's what people say in general about the Counting Crows.
0: I really like the Counting Crows. Uh, but a, a part of it was I was in a skybox, which should have made the show all the better. But right. acoustically, in the Scotiabank Center, I think there are sc- certain skyboxes that don't suit rock concerts very well.
2: Sure,
1: yeah.
0: Because uh, where the speakers were, it was just not it was not very good. And I it's didn't pay for the night. tickets, so that was kind of a blessing. Sure. But the other thing is, uh, he played Mr. Jones, mm-hmm. and he played A Long December, and right? right. I didn't recognize another song. Right. And they're one of those bands that's like, oh, yeah, there's that, too. Like, right. they
1: have 10 songs you could name. But they, they famously, I think, play them differently than on the album mr jones was a piano ballad oh really yeah a piano ballad. right yeah that's a stupid way of doing it that's ludicrous yeah what a derwitz he was but used to date jennifer aniston though he'll always have that um the uh the only sorry i just looked at a text and it was from nut asking if i had three days grace tickets i'm like no i don't have i don't have any tickets that you're ever looking for they're always for the casino he and i to never have a three extra days grace tickets. That's someone else probably asked him honestly it was probably yeah. like his brother right
0: uh next time you offer uh saint mary's football tickets i'm probably going to take you up on that offer you
1: can take me up now
0: yeah but i don't think i can go this week oh okay no sure. but if you get more in the future i'd love to go to like a football game and a brisk fall day yeah
1: it's pretty fun yeah i uh i can let you know when the next one is it's i think cool. it might not be till october but oh, that's perfect yeah october's the best month it's the crispest a Merry Christmas. (laughs) Um, But getting back to Space Jam. Okay. um, Yeah, a lot of people theorize that was part of the reason that LeBron James was actually going to the Lakers. Oh, God. Yes, it was like kind of a trifecta. Like his son, he wanted his son to go to like a good private school where basically they can teach you to be an NBA player. That was one. And he's like dunking now, and I think he's 14. And the other... Two things were the fact that he already owned two houses there, and wanted to play for the Lakers and be near Hollywood. And learn, yeah, and be, be be the celebrity that LeBron James is.
0: It's not just Space Jam. He's also
1: got a new movie with Channing
0: Tatum. I think.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Well, there's a an animated movie called Littlefoot. Maybe, Little that's, Foot, maybe but, that's what I'm thinking. Of. Wait, it's like Bigfoot, but maybe it's called Smallfoot.
0: Yeah, the the Yeti thing. Yeah, yeah. He plays the abominable snowman.
1: Yeah, Bigfoot, right. Smallfoot. Or I don't know. Yeah, anyways, it's, uh, I'm trying, Is it like Sasquatch? <laughs> it's definitely small, foot. <laughs> anyway, that's going to be, <laughs> like, he's a movie
0: star now. So that's, that's right. That's what it's about. The other thing is like, doesn't it make more sense for him to go to a fairly affluent organization that can sustain yeah. him? I mean, not that the Cavs aren't, they're probably fine. But mm-hmm. thanks in part to him. Right. Whereas the Lakers are self-sustained. That's right. And it's kind of like a big they, enough house They've for always
1: LeBron. got that fan base regardless. Like yeah. the Cavs didn't necessarily have uh, a go-to. They weren't like the Lakers or the Knicks or the Celtics. Right. Like they didn't have that history. Now it's, I feel like they've kind of got something going.
0: Do the Celtics have a history or are you just saying that because you love them?
1: No, no. The Celtics are like one of the big like four NBA teams are that they? have that. Yeah, they really are. You really don't believe me? Yeah. They've had Larry, they have the most championships of any NBA team. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to get me going. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> you don't <laughs> care either. Way. I
0: don't care at all. No, great. I'm happy for them though. Sure. Uh, Larry Bird. They have Larry Bird. That's exactly. what you're
1: going to say. Uh, that's where a couple of the championships came from.
0: Uh, Have you watched any of Norm Macdonald has a show?
1: No, no. That's a good name. I just kind of got it. Norm Macdonald has a show. Like I didn't. Oh. Yeah.
0: (laughs) E-I-E-I-O. Yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. I didn't know. You didn't get it either. No, I didn't either. Okay, nice. I just thought it was a funny name. I just
1: connected the dots in my head.
0: It's interesting because I've listened to his podcast a lot or watched his YouTube series, and it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Uh, Depending on the guest, he can be very good. He can be like a very thoughtful, interesting, and a good listener. Mm -hmm. So, like, I I watched his episode with Judge Judy this morning. (laughs) Oh, God. It was great. Yeah, she's lovely. Yeah, and he was like very respectful and like asked her good questions. Uh, And Jane Fonda was another one he was pretty good with. Who was the second episode where he was? Drew Barrymore. He was very nice to Drew Barrymore. But the first episode. Is with David Spade, and it's not indicative of what the show is because no? it's just ball busting. Right, but it only goes in one direction. Like David Spade doesn't know what the show is. Right, and he he can't believe how low budget it is. Yeah. And he, it's not clear to David when they're filming and when they're not. <laughs> oh, really? And so and the other thing is like, sometimes he'll, cause actually David Spade is a great storyteller. Yeah. Sometimes he'll get going with a tale, and then Norm will cut him off and they'll never come back to he'll it. They'll never finish it. Yeah. And so that's kind of
1: frustrating. Right. Yeah. But the, the other episodes you've liked.
0: It's a good watch. I like my, I ran out a podcast this morning. Uh-huh. So I just put on an episode of that on my phone and walked around and did my chores.
1: You don't have to watch it. Yeah. It's just a podcast. Right yeah did they does a different one come out every day they didn't like binge drop no them. it's a dump it's a dump
0: yeah oh wow okay just kind of weird yeah yeah i'm building up to the letterman one i'm looking forward to that
1: right so the first episode's david spade the second
0: episode is judge judy second one is uh drew barrymore oh okay. and then judge judy that's very yeah really it's kind of all over the place yeah. the other thing is and i know you you finished ozark yes without giving anything away are you mm-hmm. happy with how it ends
1: yeah, I you know I didn't like the second episode quite or the second season quite as much as the first. I was really really on board with the first. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of lukewarm on it. Yeah, I feel like I'm closer to lukewarm after the second season, but I still watched it within you know a week.
0: I will watch it. I've just I'm letting a couple of things kind of take priority. Like we're wrapping up the first season of Get Shorty. We've followed yes, through on right. that. right. Yeah.
1: It's kind of
0: the problem with that show is. The best episode is the pilot. Right. And the second and third episode are pretty great, too. Right. Now, it's already starting to remind me of Californication. Oh, no. Except, like, a little more violent. Yeah. Uh, And really, the only reason to watch it is for Chris O'Dowd. Right. For the Miles character. He remains... Fantastic.
1: Episode by episode, we've we've kind of like sloped downward on this. I'm gonna show I'm going to keep it up,
0: but like it, they have two seasons, mm-hmm. and the second season is wrapping up now. Right. Uh, they'd be wise to film something that could be an acceptable series finale in case they don't get renewed, which is very possible because nobody talks about that show. Right. Uh, and if I only have to watch two seasons of that show, I'll be happy. Yeah. Because I don't really want to get invested in a long running thing that might just get canceled anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is we've watched about half of the new season of American Vandal and I know you didn't watch the first season. No. I adored the first season. Yes. And partly because it was such a surprise.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Can Uh, I make a guess on what you're going to say? Okay. Are you going to say but the second season you're totally out on? I'm getting there. Okay. Uh,
0: The first season was such a surprise uh, in how it Beautifully depicted like a realistic high school in Mm. spite of this outlandish concept, Mm -hmm. which is that somebody uh, uh, drew dicks all over the staff parking lot. Um, It was like also very touching, Mm -hmm. which was surprising. The second season didn't have the element of surprise because you already know what the show is right and somehow it is just as great. oh really it's, it's still got there phenomenal oh it, they, all right that was an upset jump schools yep they go to this like hoity-toity catholic private school right
1: i saw it. i did see a bit of a teaser for it
0: they uh the guy they got who plays demarcus tillman yeah who's like big man on campus he's like the high school basketball star right he is the realest thing i have seen in any kind of theatrical context in a very long time. Really? He is like he is the perfect essential epitome BMOC. He nails it and everything out of his mouth. Really? cracks me up.
1: Wow, my yeah. eyes kind of lit up. Like I actually felt my eyes widen when you said that. Yeah, that
0: that's awesome. You gotta watch it for this guy.
1: Okay. Yeah, and you could obviously watch the second one and then watch the first one. If you,
0: you could watch to. the second season. It's really, first. Not... It, the, I think the first episode of the second season kind of spoils what happens in okay. the first season. Right. Doesn't make it any less of a good watch because sure. it's very heartfelt.
1: Okay, awesome. So American Vandal is worth checking. You're out. into that. We finished uh, Castle Rock. Oh yeah, Castle Rock was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Went to places I didn't think it was going to go, but kind of like dark, scary stuff that wasn't completely explained, which like I think is in keeping with the show, right? Uh, or with with Stephen King too. Yeah. Um, but you, it, it took you to a place where you thought, "Oh, this is definitely how it's going to end here," or "This is it's going in this direction." And then it kind of swung back. It was, but it, it was it an interesting a, watch.
0: It has like a conclusive result.
1: Kinda
0: I mean I know they're gonna come back
1: yeah yeah I don't think there's gonna be a like I don't know if it it would be the same characters or if it would be a totally removed oh. thing yeah it could be they one could of those. they could have the same characters again yeah. I think but that was a good uh finish that finish Ozark and on to uh, season two of Atypical.
0: Oh, we finished that. Did you finish it? We're yeah. a few episodes in. It's good. It is good. It's very sweet. Rappaport's is, so great.
1: He, Yeah, he is like yeah. surprisingly yeah. good in it. He's the moral center of the show. For a guy who was kind of, like he's kind of lost his mind a little bit, I think. Like, yeah. like Barstool Sport, like he got into a huge feud with Bill Simmons. You heard that Bill Simmons, um, yes. like he just hates Bill Simmons because Bill Simmons wouldn't promote his book. Right. And then Barstool Sports, he was kind of a character on that for a little bit. Like he was coming in and consulting. Because
0: I was listening to him with with Jim Norton and and Sam Roberts last week. Okay. And they wanted him to talk about it, but he
1: couldn't really talk about it. About the Bill Simmons thing? Or the Barstool thing? Yeah. Yeah. And Barstool just kind of flamed him. Like, we have millions of followers. Here's us showing videos of you being an idiot or like a drama queen. Yeah. And just like he was he was done do you think th- he's an asshole or do you think that part of it's a character because he definitely
0: leans into the, the character of totally
1: um i think he is not entirely stable yeah 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 that's and then probably and, true and i looked it up and i think he's had like domestic abuse charges against him and stuff at one point oh don't say that yeah yeah like no unlike wikipedia you can see that okay that's too I'm, bad
0: he is the moral center of the show. He really is. And the, the, everyone
1: else on it's good too. He was great. And, and when I watched the first season, I was also at kind of a high point on Michael Rapaport. Like yep. I was listening to those podcasts and, and kind of enjoying him as a right. as a character and, and like following him on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. And it took like it took me out of it after finishing season one that he kind of did shitty stuff.
0: No, but what about the kid who plays like the main guy? Plays He's Sam. amazing. He's so good. He's amazing. In it. Yeah. The, his
1: line when he says, hey, is that cat here? And they go, no, and went back and he goes, Oh good, I didn't want to step on it. <laughs> like, he is totally just a mechanism for showing the other characters emotions. Yeah. I think.
0: Now last year there was a bit of a controversy because the he got the part of this uh, kid on the spectrum. Yeah, didn't right? they
1: didn't they just totally make good on that? Did they? I think so because because they cast a bunch of people because they have a bunch of people yeah, on the spectrum true. that aren't in a big part but like they're kind of like they do appear him. to be on the
0: spectrum so we agree on that yeah like I those think so characters are probably because he's in like a support group for other kids with autism yeah I really
1: think so yeah I
0: you think know. so too
1: I hadn't thought about
0: it but that is a good correction yeah that was very clever totally
1: it's like we we well we can't necessarily make them you know the main character right but. Uh, Casey Wilson we'll was a nice addition show. too. She was really good. Yeah. She was funny. Yeah. And not I find her kind of annoying in a lot of things, but she was really funny on She's that.
0: very grounded, but she's also quirky. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a perfect role for her.
1: Well, a lot yeah, a lot a lot of times I don't find her grounded. No, exactly. I just find her like, I'm gonna be the diva in the show.
0: Uh on Happy Endings, she was totally. she was the annoying character in the show, it. for yeah. sure. I like the sister on Atypical. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't like Jennifer Jason Lee because you're not supposed to, but they do a good right. job of making it very clear she's
1: not the villain in the show she's always like nuzzling herself in it that's what drives me crazy about it yeah you know she's always kind of like
0: yeah she does like a weird thing
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so it's she does a weird thing doesn't she She does a weird thing a what's lot. she from besides that show she was like, in i know like, the name she was so. in
0: like dazed and confused she's been around for a long Seriously? time
1: yeah was she someone's mom in dazed and confused or was she jennifer one of, like, jason lee yeah no. She looks like just super old, is what I mean. No,
0: she's probably like
1: forty one. Okay. So she's like Matthew McConaughey's age, but Matthew McConaughey has never aged. She doesn't look that old to me. Uh, she no? looks like a, the appropriate age to have teenage children. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I guess the appropriate age to have teenage children. But you when you said Days and Confused, I just picture it everyone in Days and Confused being kind of evergreen.
0: I guess so. Yeah. I mean
1: I I bet if you saw Ben Affleck right now you wouldn't think that. Well, he's in rehab, Colin. Yeah, I know. Have some sympathy,
0: for God's sake. Look, I'm just telling you the facts. All she's right. not in rehab. She looks better than that. Yeah. She also got nominated for Hateful Eight, I think.
1: She was in Hateful Eight? Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to watch Hateful she's Eight like again. She's like crazy in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to watch that again. Yeah. Just to get an idea. And I want to watch Days and Confused to see what she did in that. Um. Anyway, yeah, I think... I think the, uh, I like the boyfriend in it too. He's
0: almost too perfect. He's, he never does anything wrong. He always says the
1: right thing. But he's such a schlub. Like he, he's, no, not, he's not. He's not successful. He's just like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know, know if he's not really. successful.
0: He goes to a practical high school.
1: Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, okay. A pra- You mean like a regular high school? No, he goes to like a vocational
0: oh, high school. Oh, a vocational high school. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and they make one allusion to that in this season. but okay. like other than that, he's just like this sweet, like incredibly patient understanding, right. But there's an arc developing with that character with the sister character that's going to
1: complicate uh sure. that guy anyway, i no, I, I got I started to get that. Yeah, that arc. you probably figured it out already. Yeah. Um, but do you remember him from an episode of Silicon Valley? no, he he played a blood boy. <laughs> like he was someone that Gavin Belson wanted uh to like take basically take his blood oh my god and like yeah it was kind of like he would he would do that for like to feel like better energy and stuff (laughs) Uh, yeah anyway
0: is that the guy who died gavin belson
1: no gavin belson's still in it the guy who died was in like the very first season season. yeah right i think gavin belson might have been a character that they brought in in the second season
0: to to uh, take over the the hollow space left by the guy who honestly died in real life. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Let's talk about the
0: 70th annual primetime Emmy Awards. Did you watch any of this? You didn't see it. I watched zero
1: of it. Do you know any of it? I know like one thing of it. Okay.
0: What's the one thing you know?
1: Okay. The one thing I know is that someone got proposed to, and that was a big Let's trip.
0: start there. Yeah. So uh, this was um, Glenn Weiss is the gentleman's name. He won for... Uh, best directing for a variety special Mm -hmm. he directed the oscars so uh, you know at the point where the oscars are winning emmys that's when you go to that yeah Uh, and he was like very dumpy he's very un-hollywood looking sure and in fact like we were kind of begging on him when he first came up because like he has this awful hair thing where he's like he's got like a skullet (laughs) oh
1: my god yeah an unintentional skullet
0: yeah and he it's just one of those like Man, children who can't cut his hair, right. uh, and he starts talking about it. His mom died two weeks ago, and that was sad. Oh, yeah, right. And then he he turns it into a proposal to his girlfriend, who is genuinely shocked, and so is everyone. Right. And so easily could a public proposal have gotten really cringy or too long? Totally. And it wasn't. It was perfect. It was. It was actually kind of the lifeblood of the whole show, right? Because easily. The most boring award show ever televised.
2: It how, was
1: sinful, how boring it was. How did the Cheyenne Jose st- like monologues and all of that stuff go? Che was really good. Like, yeah. you know how he fumbles every other joke on update? Yeah.
0: He was pretty smooth. He was pretty well rehearsed. Well, as a
1: stand up, like he's great.
0: I guess that's the difference. Yeah. It was just not that funny. Yeah. It was it was so formulaic. The opening number was I mean, it was like so obviously produced by Lauren Michaels cause everybody was an SNL alum. So right. the opening number is like Keenan and Kate and they're singing about how like diversity is solved. We did it. And right. so like it's tongue in cheek cause they know diversity isn't solved. Right. But then like only four diverse people actually won <laughs> awards. So it kind of, uh, backfired on them. Right. And then the monologue was fine. And then they did this weird, uh, formatic thing where instead of having the, uh, the presenters read the nominees, the big screen would read the nominees and the presenter would just open the envelope and read the name. Oh, okay. And so there was very, there were very few bits, right? There were no, like there were no breaks for someone to do a song. There were a couple of weird little things with Fred and Maya where they like cut away as correspondents. It never worked once. Really? Nope. Um, and I guess the right people won in most cases, you know, yeah. unless, unless, uh, you really were rooting for Sandra O oh, which appears to be most of the internet as of oh, today you okay. know how there's always like a but what about Sandra O oh? what well, yeah. the other person was good too right um but yeah no I, no no exciting moments other than other than yeah uh, the
1: proposal was kind of the lifeblood right yeah huh yeah, I, I actually heard the proposal like replayed on the radio. So that told me that it was a big deal.
0: Let's talk about some of the awards uh, okay. and, and whether or not we're, we're pleased with it. All right. Uh, writing for a variety special went to John Mullaney, Kid Gorgeous at Radio City Music Hall. Cool. It was very cool because that's the special we saw live yep. to a certain degree. Oh, yeah, you're right. He was genuinely surprised. He yep. made a comment about how he asked his wife if she wanted to come and she said, I'm not going to fly across the country to see you lose. <laughs>
1: and did he have a, an otherwise pretty good speech? Yeah,
0: it I mean, it was, quick, it was, like, that's the other thing sweet. is almost no speeches other than Henry Winkler, who won the first award of the right. night. Yeah. The, no speeches were like, oh wow. Yeah, they were all just like, yeah, thank you. There's thank, another one. Uh, yeah, thank this person. Thank that person. Uh, writing for a limited uh, series or TV movie went to Black Mirror, USS Callister. Kay. I really gotta watch that because it's like got. Oh yeah,
1: USS Callister was an amazing episode. It's the yep. first one of season four.
0: Writing for a comedy series, Amy Sherman Palladino, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She also won directing for a comedy series, Marvelous Mrs. Ma- Maisel. Sure. cleaned up. Yeah, I saw that. And this is my problem with the Emmys is that they're, it gets to be very predictable who's going to win everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except I was wrong because I figured Handmaid's Tale was going to win everything. And right. it didn't.
1: And it did not. Did not.
0: Writing for a drama series uh, went to Joel Fields, uh, The Americans.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Yep. As I actually saw all of the awards that the Americans won.
0: Uh, directing for a TV movie, went to Ryan Murphy, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. Directing for a drama series, Stephen Daldry for The Crown. The Crown did okay. Yeah. Yeah, overall. And I, I mean, it, it's kind of the end of an era for The Crown. Yeah. Because yep. they're going to reboot now and jump a few years ahead, all new cast, probably a lot of the same crew. Right. But like Claire Foy won, and that was just. Because mm-hmm. she's done now. And she's out. Right. Uh, reality TV competition, RuPaul's Drag Race. Variety sketch show, Saturday Night Live. I mean, was it going to be Tracy Ullman's show?
1: Right. Did Keenan win?
0: Keenan won last week he, for, right. for writing Comeback Barack. Right. But he did not win for actor, supporting actor in a comedy sure. series. Okay. Uh, he also presented the final award of the night. <laughs> it was weird. Like, you know how when they get like Warren, they get like Faye Dunaway? Yeah, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They got Keenan Thompson to present best drama series. Wow. It was really was he like, I don't know what I'm doing here. No, <laughs> he didn't really make any jokes. I don't think. No, I don't think so. I forget. <laughs> it's uh, really straight. Like... Variety talk series went to see this is a category that famously just goes to the same thing every year. It used to be the daily show every year until John retired. Right. And now it's John Oliver. Yes. Right. Every year it goes to John Oliver. So that's his third year in a row. Uh, supporting actress in a TV movie limited series. Merritt Weaver for Godless. Hmm. I guess.
1: All oh, right, Merritt Weaver. She was she was in like New Girl for a second, and in, yeah, uh, I
0: remember her from Studio 60. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's kind of weird to me that like this person with a small part in Studio 60 won an Emmy. Yeah, tournament. she looked great. Cool. Anyway, I guess she's good in Godless. uh A supporting actor for a TV movie. uh Jeff Daniels for Godless. Wow, Jeff Daniels. Wouldn't have expected. Jeff Daniels is another one who wins stuff that he
1: doesn't deserve. He's just like, all right, cool, I'm in it
0: again. I maintain what I said before. He's yeah. uh, a one trick Not a huge JD fan. He's not that good. Supporting actress in a comedy series, Alex Borstein, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah, right.
1: Yeah, and she won best uh, uh, voiceover Voiceover last week. Killing weekend. it. Great week. Can I say, though, that I think Godless is probably Jeff Daniels' biggest departure. Like he's kind of a villain in that, isn't he? Maybe. I think his biggest departure was Harry Dunn.
0: Because he like fancies himself yeah. this, this really serious despian. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But I hear you. Uh supporting actor, comedy, Henry Winkler, and this is a forty three year career. This is a right. legend, has never won an Emmy before. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and and he made the most of it. He was really yeah. genuinely thrilled. Awesome. And he has a lot of reverence for for Bill Hader and Alex. Alec Berg, or whatever his name is, too. he's yep. really, he calls them geniuses. It's very sweet.
1: Was was Bill? Was there a shot of Bill Hader crying? Because I could kind of picture that.
0: Not crying, but he was joyous. Yeah, he was so joyful. That's awesome. Uh, supporting actress in a drama, Tandy Newton for Westworld.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Saw that. Supporting actor in a drama, Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones. Yep,
1: no surprise there. He has
0: the most nominations in that category in, in Emmy history. Wow, I think he gets three wins. I was pulling for David Harbour. I thought there was like a small chance he could upset it. That would be cool. Yeah nothing for stranger things nothing no lead actress in a tv movie limited series regina king for seven seconds i actually guessed that i'm not sure what compelled me it's right there i don't know what compelled me to guess that
1: but i did and it and she won it almost makes you want to watch the show because there wasn't a whole lot from episode one that would make you say oh she's obviously going to win best actress correct but do you remember that being like kind of compelling yeah seven seconds it was a yeah
0: not in a way I was like going to watch it again, but like it was but kind it's of. It's kind of like
1: this is what America is right now. Yeah.
0: Lead actor in a TV movie limited series Darren Chris for the assassination of Gianni Versace. I kind of saw that. Coming. Oh, so he won that. He won that. What was his
1: speech like? Shitty. The
0: first thing he said was, uh, "You're all, <laughs> you're all witnessing the greatest moment of my life." And so it was kind of just another way of phrasing. You're all witnessing history, <laughs> 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 by saying like we get to see Darren Chris sweet uh lead actress in a comedy rachel brosnahan the marvelous mrs Maisel. i like her better than the existence of her show does that make sense to you yeah i think she's probably phenomenal and i just don't care enough to watch the show
1: she's a really good actress is she funny irl yeah yeah she's
0: been so terrific in, in cool. everything i've seen that's cool she's very gracious and cool i dig that yeah lead actress claire Foy, the crown uh lead actor in a comedy series any guesses uh
1: wasn't it uh bill Hader? it was
0: yeah it was bill Hader, which i was so happy about i would have liked to see donald win it as well sure yeah uh but he won last year i i thought well no he won do an actor he definitely won writing and directing oh maybe he didn't win actor um and maybe aziz won something last year too
1: isn't it true that donald glover showed up as teddy perkins to no, the emmys no that's not true
0: no this is This is uh, something everybody needs to get their facts straight on.
1: Because I just got that
0: texted to me. Yes, Teddy Perkins was at the Emmys. Okay. Uh, And so immediately all the blogs are like, Donald Glover shows up to the Emmys as Teddy Perkins. And then Donald took a picture with Teddy Perkins. Oh. And so everyone's like... Lake Keith Stanfield dressed up as Teddy Perkins. <laughs> and then the three of them took a picture together. Like so, it doesn't have to be someone from the show. It's still not confirmed who dressed up as Teddy Perkins, but there are some people who say it was Danny Pudi. And oh that would God. be fucking that funny. That would actually be awesome. Uh, I don't think it is. If you look at him, like it would take a lot of prosthetics to make Danny Pudi's head that big. Sure. Um, But whoever it is is wearing a lot of prosthetics, so I don't really know. Some other people said Stephen Glover, who's like a beefier guy. It can't be him. Right. Uh, And then there's somebody else uh, who it seems like it definitely might have been. I forget it. It'll come to me later. But like, it's going to live on now as a a bit of a mystery.
1: Right. Wow. I want to know. So that's kind of fun.
0: I actually think it was Bill Hader's to lose because it it wasn't going to be William H. Macy. (laughs) It wasn't going to be Anthony Anderson, who, by the way, is just like he's getting patronized by being nominated in this category. What if it was dance and Larry
1: David? What if it was Bill Hader dressed up as Teddy Perkins? That would would actually be like close. He's the closest actual look to
0: that would be a real twist. I was watching a, uh, Hollywood interview, uh, like a press interview. Mm-hmm. Hollywood reporter I was press say, interview. A Hollywood interview uh, with with John Mulaney after having just won his Emmy. Okay. It was very intimate. It wasn't like a press conference. It was right. like a sit down with John Mulaney. But he's still mm-hmm. in his his baby blue tux and yeah. he has his, his Emmy with him. He's very uh, sweet. I think maybe he knew the interviewer. It seemed like they had a rapport. Okay. Uh, and then the interview completely stops when Bill Hader crashes the interview, and <laughs> the two of them both have their Emmys and they're looking at each other like. Isn't this crazy? Yeah. And they have this really sweet moment. They tell each other that they love each other. Oh, no way. Yeah. Look oh, it up wow. on YouTube because it's a really nice thing because everybody sure. knows they have had a lot of their success together. Yeah. Probably like some of the most successful stuff they've done is together. Right. And uh, and they also do bits very yeah. naturally. Like they kind of start talking and suddenly they're in the middle of a bit.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I, that's didn't, right. I didn't uh, realize that how much writing, like John Mulaney basically did a third of the writing on um SNL yeah did you listen to that the good one podcast with Vanessa Bayer I did where she's talking about being Jacob the right a boy yeah um and she says there was like John Mulaney America whatever her yeah. name is and someone else yeah and those were like the big three and they called them the dream team yeah anyway I just thought that was a fun
0: so aside what, what, what those other two Where are they doing now because I think they're they both working on other shows Jacob. yeah maybe yeah they, maybe they did uh lead actor do you know who won lead actor in a drama? Matthew Reese. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I voted for him. Yeah. I did. Awesome. Limited, limited series, Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Comedy series went to Maisel. And drama series went to Game of Thrones. Which yeah. I think was an upset.
1: I think it's kind of like the easy pick.
0: Well, they, they didn't qualify last year because of the way their season fell.
2: Mm.
0: And
1: so it's kind of it's like almost a, a, makeup. a
0: double thing, a makeup. Right. It's like a big commercial thing, and I know Game of Thrones is good. I have no mm. doubts. But, I mean, like, did it really shock and amazed? Did it really, like, change the form this year? Like, when, uh, I I don't know about Westworld, but, like, the Americans had a big year. Stranger Things yeah. did something really powerful. So did The Crown. And you know what? Like, bear with me on this. This Is Us did something powerful yeah. in this past year. And that, I, it might not be for everybody. And it might be, like, a little schmaltzy. Mm-hmm. But it made network TV dramas like contender again yeah and it made people cry their eyes out for three weeks in a row sure
1: (laughs) yeah i believe that
0: the guy who created uh this is us dan fogelman has a movie coming out this weekend it's called life as we know it or life itself or something like that it's a nine percent on rotten tomatoes no so this guy who created this like really successful critically acclaimed tv show made a real shitty movie wow yeah who's in it oscar isaac and olivia wilde really yeah
1: (laughs) whoa it should be good
0: yeah but I think it's, like, trying really hard to be... This is us on the big screen? Yeah, it's trying to yeah. be sad. Right. And, like, kind of take itself really seriously. Right.
1: Is he also the guy who wrote Crazy Stupid Love? Yeah. Right, okay. Well, that's He's capable
0: of writing good stuff.
1: Totally. Yeah. We all know it. I think it went to his head. Yeah. Very possible. too bad.
0: What else do we have for TV news? I know there's... Remember we used to do full hour-long podcasts about the Emmys? It's just not enough to say.
1: No, definitely not this year. Good Lord, not enough to say at all.
0: Uh, oh, you know what? We got to talk about this friggin' Ernie and Bert controversy. Do you know about this? Uh,
1: well, okay. So I heard that th- people were saying there's not enough diversity on Sesame Street.
0: <laughs> well, no, that's <laughs> that's a different story. Oh, okay. That's, just, like, you know how uh, Pampers, are they Huggies Pampers? Yeah. Yep. They have always had like Big Bird and Grover on right. the nice band of Pampers. They're not going to anymore okay. because there aren't enough female characters on Sesame Street okay it's just funny uh it's fine that's a good conviction but it's just a funny thing right that, that people are talking about no there's another sesame street controversy where this guy uh mark saltzman not the tech guy from the cineplex okay. but, but, <laughs> right. but the other mark saltzman uh that's
1: tanner zip zip yeah
0: that's right his <laughs> uncle mark saltzman uh wrote on sesame street for years and years, he won seven Emmys writing on Sesame Street. He gave an interview. He doesn't work there anymore. He gave an interview where he said in not so many words that yes, indeed Bert and Ernie are gay. Whoa. He's like, I wrote those characters based on me and my late husband. But the thing is he didn't create Ernie and Bert. Like when he was writing their dialogue, he can base it on whatever he wants. He didn't invent the character.
1: They they were already around. And he, yeah, Jim Henson created the characters. Sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, and so then, so that was like kind of
1: funny and weird.
0: But it's, he didn't he
1: didn't lend anything to like the creation of the characters. Like no. the characters were created, and then he got hired and started right. writing the. Ballot. And he wrote them for okay.
0: a few years, and now he's retired. Right. And so then, Sesame Street had to come out and be like, for what it's worth, Ernie and Bert are best friends, right. and they were created to illustrate <laughs> to, to kids. That you can be really good friends with people who are very different from you, right? And at the end of the day, yes, they live together. Yes, they're male, but they're puppets.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and they don't have a sexual orientation. It's, it's, a, it's a kids' show. It doesn't really have to do, like delve into the sexual lives. Well, and this is what's annoying anyway. about all the tweeting
0: about it and the people, the hot takes that no, we should say that they're gay because it's good for the culture. It's good for kids to see that it's good to normalize.
1: Yeah, it is. I agree. Sure. I just don't even think marriage really exists between puppets on a kid's show. Like there's I, th- I think that that this idea that kids are confused that two
0: men live together is a concoction. We are two men re- that live together. Yeah, exactly. And there like, was nothing weird like nothing and nothing weird. We had happening. we had twin beds in the <laughs> same room and we both
1: wore nightcaps. That's right. And we pushed the beds together and we got <laughs> extra large sheets and That's right. it was
0: fine. And uh, you were probably the Ernie. I was probably the (laughs) Bert. I'm definitely Bert now. (laughs) (laughs) My point is... Ah, such a Bert. You're just overcomplicating it. You can imagine that they're they're a romantic couple. It doesn't matter. The show is about friendship, first of all. Um, And I think it's just as valuable to normalize that these two men can live together without having to clarify all these things. Maybe I sound... uh, you're on the wrong side of history. I'm, I'm probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, again, I'm not. I don't have a problem with it. But to say, but to, it's like it's almost like the opposite of, of, to, of to take he- clutching. You to know what take I mean?
1: heat for someone saying no, they actually were best friends. Yeah, you know,
2: it's just for that people we're, to like say, we're come on
0: forcing these kind of like changes. Yeah. by accusing the subject at hand of mm-hmm. being unwoke if they don't conform to what you suggest i'm just saying it's a weird time to be alive and everybody's right. trying to keep up you're totally right everybody's I trying don't... to be and not everybody's trying to be sem- sensitive and empathetic but mm. most people are
1: that's right everyone is trying to be better without i
0: just i just realized we're talking about burton ernie
1: this is how we uh, got okay, here that's how it started all right well oh, good obviously Lord. it's a silly podcast
0: Anyway, so we're we're kind of where we were with Burton Ernie. Mm. <laughs> it's just kind of a like Whew. a couple of days of nothing, and right. we're, we're exactly where we left off.
1: Jordan B. Peterson is about to weigh in on Burton <laughs> and Ernie. Uh,
0: the Disney uh, streaming platform that they're going to launch next year, right, going to be uh, a Loki series, okay, and a Scarlet Witch series. In fact, starring uh, respectively Tom Hiddleston
1: and uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Scarlet Witch is another member of the MCU.
0: Yeah. She's in the Avengers. Oh, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually was kind of trying to place what, what her significance was. Does she just come to light in that movie or was she in another one? It was the
0: first or maybe the second Avengers, but she's been in a couple of things since. Right.
1: And is she one of the Olsen twins? I mean, the Olsen family, their
0: younger sister, younger sister. She looks like she could be uh, a twin. She looks very much like them. Although uh, I don't, I haven't seen the other, I haven't seen the twins in a long time. Right. I went to a taping. It was a live broadcast of Much on Demand when I was younger.
1: When they were on it,
0: and they were the guests. No way. Yes.
1: Cool. It was cool. Much. So was that like the half-hour interview version?
0: Yeah, it was like they crowd all the kids into like the big glass front thing on whatever street, and
1: uh, they had the uh, Matt Babel did the interview. Babelicious. Nice very cool you know what i saw him like in a picture with drake recently nice drake posted like fam's all here wow. and he was one of the guys that's pretty cool and i think he's like a record rep kind of agent or something now. he did
0: et canada i think he a did a lot of those guys do ET yeah canada. i know
1: Devin Sultan deke did et canada. yeah does rick campanelli still do it
0: does rick remember a hot minute where rick campanelli was on the edge morning show
1: is that not a thing oh, anymore? Oh yeah, I think it was. No, you know who's supposed to be on the Edge Morning Show in come January? No, uh, Ruby Carr and her brother. Whoa! They're going to be doing mornings. I I didn't even know her brother she was in Newcap. radio. No kidding. He, she's going to. Good for her. Yeah, I guess she's finishing out the year, and then, she's a star. Yeah, she's apparently. Well, I mean, like I kind of knew. I've never heard her before. She's great. But a lot of people, yeah. That's cool. Say she's a natural for sure.
0: They put Fred on Q107. Right. It's all I getting younger. That. I heard that. Cool. I used to think I wanted to work in that building.
1: Yeah? Yeah. No. Not so sure anymore?
0: Not anymore. I don't want to move. No. No. Well, sure. You just bought a house. Well, yeah, I, just, I like it here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get that? Like, Did you ever have a thing where you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the biggest place I can go and be king of the world?
1: I did for a while. And then, you know, when I went, to that, went on that Argentina trip by myself- i was like you know what this is really swaying me it's really making me realize how dependent i am on friends and it's crazy to me people. that you went
0: on that trip by yourself
1: well i didn't mean to
0: you didn't no remember what
1: happened <laughs> remember i
0: your friend got arrested or something kidnapped
1: <laughs> he got kidnapped <laughs> yeah yeah he had uh, they put a bag over his head and yeah. took him to a farmhouse
0: right uh yeah. no no, no. It's coming back to me. uh
1: the ice storm in toronto he was flying standby couldn't get there And then I ended up devastated. Yeah. I like, I've I've never felt that way in my life. I'm, I'm convinced that the stress of that day brought on diabetes. You got diabetes. You came back. I came back and, and had full blown diabetes. Yeah. That was wild. You looked horrendous. Yeah. You looked terrible. In any case, I, yeah, that was like, it was the worst. And, but, but that through the whole process of me trying to meet new friends and being by myself, and not knowing what these new people thought of me. And like, like that made me realize, I don't think I ever just would want to move out on my own. I was with Jen at the time, but I mean, like, if there's any conversation of us moving to a place. No,
0: it's this crazy. Well, and that's true. And now you guys are like a unit, so you would never be alone.
1: No, and we were a unit at the time, to be fair. Right. I just meant like, you know, I wouldn't want either of us to have to go through, the, like start completely anew
0: well that's true too yeah yeah to have to rebuild totally just this idea of like oh i'm new in town i don't know anybody i guess i'll go out and try and meet some people yeah as an adult that's just a twisted concept
1: i know i know and when, when my friends come back from being away they're usually like oh it's so nice to be back and like have yeah, like all you guys like hang out together and like yeah we do like it is nice yeah it's good
0: it's a special thing yeah to have long-term friends totally I don't like new people
1: (laughs) in any case we're both Nova Scotia forever
0: schooner bound. I'm a townie now. Mm hmm. The seabound Coast. Uh, Maroon Five gonna do the Super Bowl halftime show.
1: Yeah, people kind of upset about that. I think.
0: Yeah, there's nothing there, that that doesn't surprise me at all. They, they're they're essentially just like a poppy Nickelback. It's just a, a band that's easy to hate.
1: Yeah, people. Well, and people, I think, were like, well, it's in Atlanta this year. Like, why don't we get like Outcast or Migos or? Give me a break. It was never like, gonna be Outcast or
0: Migos. Well, it could it's, be Migos. No, it, no, it's got to be the biggest star in the world. It's got to be a right. legend who can put on a legendary show. Sure. That's what the super bowl halftime show is right
1: but they're gonna i mean outcast is pretty big outcast has that would be big two
0: or three (laughs) terrific songs that most people know
1: yeah but they're they're still underground maybe they're not main if i listen back to this i would i would think that i was agreeing with you too much on that point but we can we can address that off air I'm not, I'm not <laughs> you can have dis- an interesting conversation i'm not, not
0: trying it. to discredit outcast no I obviously know. outcast is phenomenal yeah but this is a show where they get bruce springsteen or lady gaga
1: well they started doing that yeah you're right they they have but they have like that bruno mars pretty like pretty early on in his it was early for bruno mars yeah
0: but he had more big hits than outcast not at that point. Yes, he did. No, way. his first album he had more big hits than Outcast, and bigger hits than Outcast ever had. I don't think so. Yes, he did because the first the first record had mm-hmm. just the way you are, grenade, the lazy song, and and he also did the second uh, uh, the second album songs too because he did locked out of heaven on that special, and he did the the other one.
1: Okay, sure. Okay, well it doesn't have to be Outcast then if, if we're gonna go by. <laughs> Miss, Lots of good music in Miss Jackson in and Hey Ya and uh, what else they have? Uh, I don't know. Those are the over, two I know. Bom- yeah, those are the two big ones. <laughs> yeah. But then there's like Bombs Over Baghdad and... At the yeah. Super Bowl? Yeah, Bombs Over Baghdad playing at the Super Bowl. Are you I just playing
0: devil's advocate here or are you serious? Yeah, maybe I'm being a little bit insane. contrarian. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I... I I, I tend to last year it was Justin
1: Timberlake. I know it's not going to be outcast. I know it's not going to be outcast, but like I think you could do a medley of all of the Atlanta stars. That's kind of fun, you know. Bring up a bunch of of like local Atlanta people. Totally, and there can there's definitely someone f- like from Georgia who's like a famous rock star. I don't know if Maroon Five is. Are they? Uh, no, they're from California. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's it's so milk toast ray so charles get ray charles you could get ray charles hologram then. style yeah that's right bring him in i or Ludacris. yeah Ludacris had bad he did probably he, he just did, as but many he's, he's irrelevant now i know he is irrelevant you're right
0: anyway my, my all of that to say maroon 5 oh, Usher, sure. maroon 5 is maybe usher. the only band oh, usher sure. Is the It's like one of the only pop bands that has consistently never gone away since 2001. Yeah, you're right. And they have.
1: I, I see the validity in it. I'm, don't get me wrong. I, I get it. I'm almost surprised that you could tell me that Maroon 5 did it within the last 10 years. And I believe you. I think that's the issue with it. You're like, hey, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I had a discussion with my friend who uh, very much likes hip hop. Yeah. And he told me that the Cardi B verse in maroon fives just just like girls or whatever it's called (laughs) girls like you
1: yeah just like girls (laughs) he told me it
0: was great and i couldn't believe that because i i assumed he would have like such a high opinion
1: of rap music and i think that rap sucks yeah no comment really because i can't speak to what she actually says in it i just kind of like bob my head while it happens it's
0: dumb i like that song more than i've liked almost any maroon five song since songs about jane which was their first yeah
1: yeah Songs About Jane was an album, though, right?
0: Yeah, but that was like, This Love, She right. Will Be Loved, sure. Harder to Breathe, <laughs> Sunday Morning. Right. It was a really good album. Yeah.
1: And that that was when they came to Magnetic Hill and opened for the Rolling Stones.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. I
1: remember kind of walking around as like a like junior high guy.
0: Uh, Adam Levine's voice co-star, Kelly Clarkson, getting a daytime talk show. Hmm. All of that to say. All right, yeah. Uh Downton Abbey, uh the movie is getting a release date, September 20th, 2019. That's a year from tomorrow. There's a movie. Yeah, they're making a movie. Okay. Comeback movie. Aaron Paul joining Westworld. Ah, so That's good. That's a good gig for him. I was starting to worry about good. Aaron Paul.
1: Me too a little bit. Yeah. He has had um what there's a show that he besides Bojack Horseman. There was like that culty show, like it was literally he was in a cult, The right. Following or something. Right, yeah. Yeah, it was going nowhere. Though. No, it was going nowhere. Yeah, that's good. Happy's
0: working. This seems like a good, a good spot for him. Your Westworld. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Roseanne, uh, we know that she dies in her show. Mm-hmm. She gave it an inter- in an interview where and this is the same one where she says she's going to move to Israel, uh, where she said she knows how they kill the character. Right. And so we have to take this with a grain of salt. But She says the Roseanne character dies of an opioid overdose. And do we uh. think that that would make
1: sense? Yeah, wasn't she? She was on a lot of pills in the first episode, wasn't she? Yeah, but that was supposed
0: to be a, a, like a, a Trump care gag. Right. I don't know.
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe she like hurt her. She broke, breaks her collarbone and she ODs on fentanyl. Aubrey Plaza. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to keep moving.
0: <laughs> Aubrey Plaza, Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta. In talks okay. to star in a Child's Play reboot.
1: Oh, okay. Like Chucky. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza. I feel like Aubrey Plaza would be passionate about that. sounds like it's going to be a comedy.
0: Which, I mean, Child's Play was kind of a comedy, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know either. Never watched it. Me neither. I think it's very campy. Yeah. I think it's amusing, but, like, why would... I I don't know, actually. I was going to say, like, why would she do something that's not a comedy? But she's weird, so maybe she would. Totally. Yeah. She would
1: do, like, a straight-up horror movie. Like, like how Adam Scott did the Krampus movie, which was awful, I think, but... Was yeah, like a he's big done a couple push. of bad TV movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, straight to D V D kind of. What else
0: is he doing? Oh, Big Little Lies.
1: Big Little Lies, and he's doing that Alien Fox show that I think still exists, but got like an entire uh, new Craig Robinson. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But I think got like an entire new writing staff for the second season. Are we gonna talk about shows? We're already at an hour. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I don't know. You're you're running this ship, baby. I'm just chiming in. All right, cool. I'm the co captain. Uh,
0: I'm first this time, is that
1: right? Yes, this time you are first.
0: I guess I will recap uh, the first episode of The Sinner, starring Jessica Biel.
1: All right. You ready? I'll go and go. We're going to go in three, two, one. No.
0: Jessica Biel plays a fairly rep- repressed and moody uh, young mother. She has uh, a sad sex life with her husband. Uh, she doesn't really say a whole lot. She's just clearly very sad. She goes to the beach with her family. She goes out swimming by herself. She tries to drown herself. She doesn't. She gets very irritated by this like young and happy couple on the beach and out of nowhere, she just attacks this guy who's making out with his girlfriend and stabs him to fucking death. And then she turns herself into the police. She admits she's guilty and there's a trial and she pleads... <laughs>
1: We don't know.
0: And that's 37. And it's just supposed to be this story about this woman who, like, doesn't have any history of mental illness. Just
1: kind of lost her shit. Or does loses. she?
0: Does she? Yeah, I don't know. First of all, I want to say uh, I didn't have any idea what the show was about. Oh, you and, didn't? No. And okay. when she just gets up and stabs the guy to death.
1: That was very troubling among the most disturbing things I've seen in a very long so time. So I was wondering how you're going to deal with that. So I And I actually saw the a little bit of a write-up. Like, a lady stabs a random person on a beach. So yeah. I knew it was coming.
0: Yeah. Well, so that was look, fine. Look look what I wrote in the about halfway down my notes.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just
0: came out of nowhere, and there was blood everywhere. And it's not that I can't look. I've seen bloody stuff on TV, but it was just so shocking. sounds. And it was, and like, it was all the neck the and face, which yeah. is the stuff that really bothers me. Yeah. And, yeah, just to break it down a little bit more, she's, like, clearly... Uh, kind of getting riled up over this annoying young couple on the beach. They're yes. like your typical like handsome, fit uh, like millennials yeah. being kind, kind of talking too loudly and being too chipper. And they're also like kind of being a little gropey with each other. Yeah. Like, they're just kind of being a
1: little too handsy for a, a family oh, beach. Oh, it's, it's, way, it's way too intense. Jen and I were like, what the hell? They're at a lake. Yeah. Like, there's families at this lake. There's and so, so many people.
0: And so, like, I wondered at first, like, because they're really, like, focusing on his hands on her butt. I was like, mm-hmm. is this what's setting her off? No. Because we saw this uncomfortable sex scene with her and her husband, yeah. where clearly they don't have any kind of emotional chemistry right. anymore.
1: But, but the thing is, she kind of, like, locks in when she hears that song yeah the song plays up and she's like oh my god when he was in med school he played in this band and he played drums and now i'm gonna play it and that just like set her off
0: right and And so later the cop asks uh why did it was and
1: she was like well they just kept turning up the the music playing the music too loud and then she keeps getting the song stuck in her head which is quite catchy i gotta say good song
0: do you know anything about this show?
1: I know nothing about the show beyond that. Because
0: here's my theory. Yeah. She can see things before they happen. Because I think, because she like, when she goes up and she's just like, because they're like making out, right? This yeah. young couple. He, she pushes the guy off and she stabs him to death and she says, get off her. Yeah. And then she says to the girl, it's, it's okay, okay, you're, you're safe. safe. Yeah. I think he was going to hurt that girl. Okay, so I've got. I think that she saw a vision or something, of uh, of him being like abusive or being dangerous to that girl, and she was saving that girl. So
1: you think it's almost like supernatural? Yeah. Okay, I don't at all. Okay. I I I completely think it's like this girl has you know uh, obviously she has like a weird like sexual past from how Catholic she was brought up. Oh, I didn't um, really
0: catch that, but so sure.
1: I feel like that was going with Well, yeah, her parents like fucked her up for sure. Yeah. Not as much her dad, but her mom saying that like, you know, it, it has that weird flashback. Well, and the show's called The Sinner. And the show is called The Sinner. So yeah. like there's obviously some religious stuff there. Um, but then I think she goes off to college or something um, and has a extremely bad sexual experience with that guy. With or Mr. rabbit, or yeah, or with the guy on the with beach? the guy that she kills,
0: because he recognizes her,
1: he, or so the exactly, friend assumes. Exactly, it seems seems that there's a recognition. But he lets her kill him, and he she hears the song. Also, the other thing I'm wondering is, was there some sort of almost culty or like religious? association between the two yeah like does he say like i understand why you're doing this because i'm being so hedonistic on this beach that's that's another take that i I, like i don't i don't know i don't don't know
0: i don't either but
1: holy shit i give it my ass you do eh? i do oh my god yeah i'm so like they they're dropping dimes in all the right ways. Yeah. For no. Me. See, at
0: the end of it, I was like, I was angry because I was because it was another one of the shows that I'm like, I know I can't, I can't because yeah. they keep showing the replays. Right. But it's not that I don't want to know. Yeah. Like I am, I am interested. But it's very brooding. I don't really care for all the brooding and things. That's lately. totally fair. There's no lightness anywhere. There's
1: no brevity in the show at There's all. There's some curiosities
0: left about Bill Pullman too, like who is the investigator? Whoa, yeah. And, and he's the only investigator who seems to want to give her any kind of mercy. Like he's just—it's not even that he wants to get her off. He's just very curious about why it happened. Whereas all the other cops are like, "Why? It doesn't matter. She already pleaded guilty."
1: What a great B story, and it's—it's it's on the same line of you know what what are your proclivities and totally. what does it make you a, a weird person? Was that his wife to, or his to, girlfriend? No, that was a prostitute. Okay.
0: So it's just this, like this, this hooker, he she, goes to see, he, and She he,
1: he goes to like knock on the door and she asks like, Oh, what's the matter? Your wife wouldn't take you back.
0: Right. And yeah. so he, she dominates him. Yeah. Like she stands on his fingers and stuff. And he like
1: loves it. You know what? I think the most troubling part <laughs> in the show was for me what? And Jen and I both had such an issue with it when you see his bruised fingernails and he's intentionally pressing on them to like give him... Some, and we, I, I thought that he, his fingernails might have been bruised just from pressing so hard. I never even thought.
0: Him. I noticed the bruised fingernails and I never even connected that that's why they're bruised. Yeah. That's good attention to detail.
1: Yeah. From from the lady stepping on them. Yeah, no, Which totally. would be extremely painful.
0: Yeah. Is there any kind of symbolism between um, him knowing... The the like you know how he's he's talking to the friend at the end of the cafeteria he's kind of like shaking the friend down he kind of gets the friend to talk a little oh, bit. oh one
1: hundred percent he he like yeah he totally digs deep to the point where he's like you were five feet away why didn't you actually do anything although I feel like you got to have a little more like that would never be a question that was asked he was basically blaming this dude for like not saving yeah, his this life shocking thing happened on yeah. the beach where yeah. a murderous person came exactly out of what what was what what about the rubber tree plant. Oh yeah, there's th- that had significance. What for did sure. that mean? He says that rubber tree plant isn't getting enough light or something. Yeah. I just think it might be a metaphor for like, you know, humans not necessarily being fully well-rounded or getting their basic needs or yeah. maybe it has something to do with that.
0: What about the wallpaper?
1: Don't know. See, I feel like cuz cuz she wakes up to the whole like come this way. Yeah. thing and I and she she kind of heard that when she was freaking out to the music too so i feel like maybe that had something to do with it maybe it was like a she ended up in a room with a guy in this place and ends up having a bad sexual experience because she obviously doesn't like sex either no yeah she needs to take like a sleeping pill before yeah you know her husband's like are you can we do it and she kind of really, needs to get herself into the head She's space. like, I, I need, like, a minute or something. And I have a kid.
0: The only other observation I had, I want to see if you had this too, how much did that lake remind you of a Dartmouth lake? Oh, yeah. It was, just felt like Lake Minook to me. It felt like Birch Cove Beach. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. Well,
1: and I was wondering, where is this? Yeah. Because we, like, we have lakes like that.
0: Yeah. Like the little lane line. And she totally. swims outside the, the little boundary and nobody shouts for her. Yeah. Like, And then what, what was the deal with her trying to drown herself? Did she know she was about to do something heinous? Was she trying to stop herself from...
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm so... I At first, I thought it was a whole monotony thing. Like, she was just so... Life was so monotonous for her and she was kind of trying to, like... That's what it seems. That's why it's it. so shocking when she kills the guy.
0: Right. Because it just seems like she's super sad. She's got,
1: like, a new kid, too. But, like in the jail she says she can't sleep without her sleeping pills mm-hmm. so it seems like maybe that's a big thing too like she's got kind of got demons that like i, I kind of
0: laughed a little bit when she said to her, her husband came to visit her in jail and she's like i think something's wrong with me <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was like yeah that's a good mm. instinct <laughs> i i couldn't believe that the husband got there and just said it's like you know, sorry, I didn't show up yesterday. <laughs> oh, dude. That's okay. Yeah, that's well within your yeah, right. You're dealing with some things too. And why aren't you like, why the hell did you do it? Yeah. That was kind of driving me crazy. Like, yeah, man, what he happened? says
0: that. He kind of says like, I've been thinking about this and I just can't figure out why this happened. Yeah. He's calm yeah. about it, but like, he's in shock. Like, imagine, yeah. imagine. Yeah. Like, imagine. he had to pull her off. Yeah, like he saw this like completely traumatic thing happen in public, and he's losing his family over it. Yeah, and he's like the talk of the town. Yeah, he's in a the worst position of anybody.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: Except maybe the girlfriend.
1: Well, she's in a bad position, but she She shouldn't have played
0: that song so loud on the beach.
1: (laughs) They had it coming. Yeah, I think so too. People have
0: killed for less. I do give it my ass in a weird way. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think I would, but I think this conversation uh, nudged me towards it. I might
1: be bringing this show up over the next couple of weeks. It seems like something that I might get locked. That's into. perfect
0: because then I can ask you about it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, what's today? The nineteenth. It, it uh, is. Yeah. Maniac came out today.
0: Oh, great! Maniac okay. next week. There That's there we really go. good. The other show we could have done this week on the podcast is The Purge. The Purge TV show. Oh right, but well, it's well, getting you, horrendous reviews.
1: Yeah. We could do it next week, potentially. Yeah, we'll there, there might be something. There back. might be something else. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. So let's move on to uh, Forever, which is the new Fred Armisen, uh, My Rudolph show on Amazon Prime. Slaney is going to recap the pilot episode for you in three, two,
1: one, go. The show begins with June and Oscar. It shows them kind of meet and their yearly trips to the lake house and things they've done in between. They are obviously very close. They've been dating for about 14 years. Uh, This particular year, uh, Maya with the monotony kind of says, you know, why don't we try skiing instead? And after some deliberation, they say, yeah, okay, let's go to the ski hole. They go to the ski hole and they have an argument uh, about basically how they didn't have kids after going uh, to a kid's ski lesson.
0: Interesting. You just used the word monotony again.
1: You're right. I, I thought about that while, while I was saying it. I didn't so, connect the two. That's so
0: interesting huh. that these are both shows that appear to be about uh, dissatisfaction within the, the, the normalcy of your life. That's right. And dealing with it very differently. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> 100%. This
0: is kind of uh, not bleak, but it mm-hmm. is not... Just a slapstick riot that you might expect from these two very funny comedic people. There's a lot of comedy in it. Yeah. They have a lot of comedic chemistry. Did you
1: happen to see the trailer for it? It's a, a wordless trailer? No. It seems soul crushing. Yeah. Like the show, watching the show was such a relief for me because at least funny things are happening. Like it's almost, you know, again, Alan Yang... Wrote it or directed it? He wrote it. It's it's master of none esque in the way that it's dealing with some serious things, but having some funny parts to it. Right. But it definitely dives right into the uh, you know the issues right away.
2: It
0: does, yeah. Well, uh, the issues with the relationship. Jesse David Fox, who writes for uh, Vulture, calls this post comedy. Okay, and it's 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 what he calls Nanette, also, which is this era in which. Some of the best comedy is not that laugh-out-loud funny. Right. But, I mean, if we're talking about, like, specific theatrical terms, comedy just means happy ending. Right. Uh, and interestingly, uh, there are a lot of comedic things that don't have the happiest endings. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, like Nanette, for example. Sure. Like, uh, funny people.
1: F- um, yeah. How does funny people end? I don't really know how it... Uh, I don't think it ends super happy.
0: I don't know. I think they both grow. I think they both, I think Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen both learn to be slightly better men.
1: But I think in a post comedy world, you know, to be sure, you know, this could have a sad ending, but they're not going to leave it with the most depressing ending possible. Right. I don't think.
0: No, I don't think this is going to end with them getting divorced. No. Or, like, or whatever. But, like, there's definitely some very real. Uh, miscommunications between these two characters they mm. built a pretty good history in fact totally. and interestingly i wonder if fred Armisen can act at all yeah <laughs> really i do i he, like do you remember a couple years ago when uh will forte made that movie uh nebraska, nebraska. and yeah. everyone was like that guy can act right i don't know if fred can do that like fred either plays these really outlandish ridiculous caricatures or he just kind of plays like oh yeah yeah yeah." right and and it's 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 just kind of like a light soft version of himself and it's likable he's Uh just that in this right um so i don't know i don't know where i was going with that Uh, yeah who who was the more likable character in this she was the sympathetic one She's yeah. the one who's not fulfilled. Whether or not he's fulfilled, we haven't addressed that yet. Uh-huh. He's very happy with the routine. Yes, he wanted to go to the the cottage again rather right. than the ski hill. Yeah,
1: and obviously was pretty um, was pretty oblivious to her feeling this kind of monotony. There's that, a way that he, comes as like a surprise.
0: There's a way he delivered a line when she first says, "I was thinking maybe this year we don't go to the the lake house." Mm-hmm. He says it's kind of a big tradition for us, but maybe where did you have in mind? Right.
1: Like he's got a passive aggressiveness, not even, yeah, oh, just yeah. Well,
0: that the way he delivered the line was like, oh, that sounded like master of none. Like I never would have thought I would have recognized Alan Yang's writing, uh, but the way yeah. he delivered, it sounded like something Aziz might say. Right.
1: But I found that he kind of had that sort of passive aggression when he was confronting her at the ski lodge saying yeah. like, you might've been a little bit, you know, too rough with the yeah. kid. That's right, and she's like, uh, "Well, what would you have done?" He's like, "Well, I wouldn't have pushed him," and kind of like has a laugh to it, mm. which kind of drives you crazy a little bit. But at the same time, you feel bad for the guy. It is dismissive. Yeah,
0: yeah, I found Jasper the bratty kid. Yeah, uh, over the top, definitely. He, he took me out of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because uh, everything else was real enough. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, then and it my off' like suck my dick. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I liked that it was weirdly R rated. Yeah, like those parts get got me back into it. Yeah. like when they got out of the car and they just start yelling, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, that was funny. Ah, that's so cool.
0: There is there is a lot of humor in it. No, I don't think it's post comedy. I don't think that's fair. But I think that they're not afraid to get kind of sad. Is it cynical? Yeah. Is it a cynical show about like? Oh, ab- could be that for sure. About about how long term relationships are kind of drab.
1: Yeah, I think so. A little humdrum. Yeah, I think so.
0: They love Edie Falco, Mm yeah,
1: and her wonderful family. (laughs) Yeah, is it a bit too
0: Woody Allen? That that I don't mean that like uh, across the whole production, but the opening sequence with the jazz music and the no talking felt like the opening credits. Yeah,
1: I see what you're saying there. Maybe I mean I don't think they needed to do that really. Like that that if there's anything that kind of took me out of it, I understand like how much it was establishing. Yeah, it was backstory, but it was a it was a lot. I felt like you could have gotten there in 20 seconds. Did it make time. you sad the opening sequence or did it make you happy? Oh, it made me sad. Because it shows you sad stuff just even in that. And it, it, like the first scene was a relief. Yes. When he's showing the fish calendar. That was so funny. That like was a whole funny scene well, with what two it, people that like clearly don't hate each other. No, very much. Like they, that's the thing. Like, they actually she,
0: know each other very well.
1: They know each other very well. They kind of get each other's like quirks and can make each other laugh. Yeah. And I like
0: that. So you like the show overall?
1: I like the show overall, yeah. Me too. I I hope it doesn't crush my soul.
0: I actually think that uh, even if not for Aziz's embattlement, Alan Yang is wise to have other projects going. Sure, because yeah. even before uh, Aziz kind of like lost some of his street cred, mm. he was being very flighty about when he would do or if he would do more Master of None anyway. Right. I, like after two seasons, both times he was just like, I don't know, we'll see.
1: What am I going to write about right yeah. now?
0: He started uh, posting on Instagram again. I saw that. I mean, uh, Hardwick posted on Instagram today, too.
1: Oh, really? What did yeah. he say?
0: No uh, no caption. No, he was. I, I did caption. He's like, happy birthday, Lydia, or something, but no comments enabled. Aziz's comments are open, and it's just flooded with the same discussion. Oh, no way. Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's you, not going away. And you know that people can't just, like, let stuff happen. got like, no. They gotta no.
0: As if their comment is going to help. Right. That's like oh my god. Yeah.
1: Social justice warriors, man.
0: So um Ethan Hawke told the story on uh on Conan this week about how he was offered Independence Day. Oh, really? And he hated the script? Yeah. Like he tells the story about how like he literally threw the script out of the window of his car, which I, I don't believe for a second. That's a lie. Like right. no nobody throws scripts out the window of his <laughs> car. He
1: driving while reading the script. Yeah, it's so just, stupid.
0: <laughs> But like the point was, like he missed out on this. He thought this movie would tank; sure. that it was so bad, and yeah. it was like this great success.
1: And then Will Smith missed out on Men in Black, or on sorry, nope, that's that's not the one he missed that out on. Not he true. very much took advantage of that one. Right. Uh, he missed out on The Matrix. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but oh, he yeah. he didn't miss out on Independence Day. He did not miss out on Independence. Day. At least he didn't make that mistake twice. That's right you don't he make missed, that mistake
0: he, really he he missed out on on the matrix he said no to the yeah matrix. to the neo part
1: yes to being neo
0: oh that would have been cool
1: yeah yeah and george clooney missed out on hancock <laughs> they wanted george clooney to be hancock did they hancock should be in the mcu yeah what's what, right what U is he supposed to be in
0: <laughs> <laughs> the the hu the it. hancock
1: U. The, Hancock universe. Yeah. We should <laughs> add another character into the Hancock universe, make an entire show about it, and at the end of the season, Hancock just like shows up too. Like, oh my god, we're in the HU?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> we're in the HU. You know why they never put Hancock in the MCU? Why? Never trust Will Smith. Never trust